Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I am her manifestation mentor, Kimberly Fitton, and you can find out more about me at hermanifestationmentor.com. Hello, how you doing? Sorry you can't get through. Remember when you used to have to record your voice messages so you'd like make sure your voice was extra sexy and play some music in the background or you thought you were funny um, and you just, you know, play something funny or we do something funny. Um, my favorite was, sorry, we're not able to come to the phone right now, but if you leave a message, and then my sisters and I had a singing group and we copied off of Jade, we'll get back to you, to you, to you. My mom let us record that. Um, we thought we were so special. We thought someone was going to call our house and be like, you guys are some great singers. Come go on the road with us. We want to sign you immediately. Man, I'm going to talk about childlike nostalgia today and how important that is to manifesting. Um, so now that we are ready, laughing and lighthearted, thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, setting your mind to the tune of great expectations, learning about this manifesting journey. If you don't know why I do this podcast, it's really to deconstruct legalism and religion, those constructs. Um, of the mind that say poverty is the norm and wealth is the anomaly. I come to tell you that wealth is the standard operating procedure. Abundance is standard operating procedure. We are to be wealthy in abundance mentally, physically, financially, and spiritually, and you can speak the life you want into existence. You think it, you speak it, and it manifests. So we're going to take time to put ourselves in the tune of, um, we're going to tune into the frequency of heaven, being discerning, open to what we're going to learn, what strategies, what ideas, what um, streams of income ideas that are going to fall right in our laps. We're in receiving mode. In order to do that, you got to get in that vein, right? You got to tune your radio station. You got to change the dial just a little bit so you can um, clear that that wave. How do you do that? By staying in gratitude. No matter if it's a moment of contrast, be thankful for it. Give thanks, right? The Bible says, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you through Christ Jesus. Well, clearly they knew it was hard to do. And clearly they knew the benefits of making sure your frequency is clear. Yeah. So let's take time, 17 seconds, to to give some gratitude, shall we? And let's go. I'm thankful for the sun. It is a wonderful, amazing, glorious day. Grateful for the walking ability that I have, um, that I can take my morning walks and see so many things. I looked up this morning and I saw a nest. Um, it was pretty impressive. Had I never looked up and gazed at the sky, I would have missed this beautiful wonder. And I was reminded to give thanks for the ability that my eyesight is limitless. As far as I can see, like there's so many, there's so much beauty around me as far as the eye can see. I'm really grateful for that. Really grateful for eyesight. And of course we're over. 17 seconds, but do you realize how you can get stuck on one thing and give a thousand points of gratitude concerning that one thing? Do you know how many people cannot see? I'm so very grateful for the gift of sight. 
and for the gift of insight to see what is in front and beyond, to see into the future, to visualize and to see those things manifest. I'm so super grateful for it. Today, on this 13th podcast episode of the first season of Manifesting 101, the podcast, thank you for joining me again. I'm going to talk about childlike nostalgia and how important that is. So when I was a kid, I'm pretty quirky, definitely a geek. I embrace the geek in me. I embrace the weirdo in me. I always say, um, there's this guy that was dating. He was like, you know what? You're so effing weird. And I was like, yeah, my weird makes me rich. And it does. I embrace all that is weird about me. I embrace it and I know that my weird matches up with someone else's weird and we create wonderfully weird things together. <laughs> wonderfully weird things. Anyway, um, I've always been outside of the box. My mom tells a story and I remember it. I used to, I watched the movie, The Boy Who Could Fly. And this inspired me so much. I spent all of my efforts for the next year or so, like for the longest time, honestly, I believe I stopped believing that I could fly. Well, never. But I stopped trying. Um, Maybe when it was around fifth grade. Um, I have a wildly vivid, amazing, active imagination. And they always tell us, you know, in school, we, we as an educator, we are just telling kids to grow up. Um, and telling them to get rid of things that they shouldn't get rid of. Your imagination should stay with you always and actually increase it. God uses imagination. Um, it only turns evil when you're imagining harm to people. And our imagination is a gift of the Lord. And so we try and stifle that imagination, right? To where people can't even visualize themselves well. People can't even visualize themselves wealthy. They cannot imagine themselves whole. They cannot imagine themselves um, financially stable. They can't imagine themselves loved, wildly loved. And that's such a sad state to see when I run into people that I coach and we're doing the pre-assessment. And they believe it can happen for everybody else but them. So um, this imagination of mine, I tried, I gave all my efforts to flying. And I would run back and forth in front of the house at lightning speed. Because I thought if I ran fast enough and I jumped in the air, I would take off. Um, the boy who could fly, all he had to do was like lift his hands and he was flying and floating. And I was like, man, I tried that for a while. That didn't work. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try and take off. Planes do it. I'm going to do it. My mom says that she would watch me from the window running back and forth and jumping. And she, her prayer was, Lord, please don't let this kid be, be, um, special. (laughs) Please let this be a phase. However concerned she was, she never stopped me. And so one day I asked her if I could go to the park because I did my calculations. And I said it was because I didn't have enough runway. So the park had limitless places. Like limitless space. So I began running and jumping in the park. I also made a parachute. And decided that I would 
fly by jumping off of high places and the air from the parachute would take me up. If you guys know anything about science and especially gravity, it don't work that way. But the imagination as a child, I just knew it was going to happen. I would also spend time in the park laying on the grass, looking up at the sun. And the clouds. And imagining that I lived there. Um, I imagined having interviews. I imagined singing in front of big crowds. My imagination was so active. And when, when we get to being adults, we tuck that away. I'm so very grateful that I never tucked my imagination away. What I did was grab onto reality a little harder than I held onto my imagination. And now that that's reversed, there's, it's very powerful. It's a very powerful tool. You can imagine yourself healthy. You can imagine yourself skinny. You can imagine yourself whatever hair you want, whatever you want your skin to look like. You can manifest other things by using imagination and living from the end of a thing is what it's called. You need imagination to live from the end of a thing. This is why when people um, struggle with visualization, uh, it's because of a lack of uh, imagination, which comes from the uh, right side of the brain being in atrophy. So we often like our left brain, right? Um, make money, hustle, make money, hustle, make money, hustle, got to work, hustle, make money, work, hustle, make money. So we're go, 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 go. And we're utilizing our left side of our brain all day. But the right side of our brain is where all the creativity is. It's where all of the ideas will be generated in order to support what the left brain is creating. And we're going to do an activation today called um, Balancing Breath. And it is a exercise that thickens the corpus callosum. And the corpus callosum is um, thick with people who meditate. And it's really making sure. And the only way to become thicker and increase in width is by making sure that both sides of the brain are oxygenated. And when people think of meditation, they always think, okay, oh, I'm thinking I need to quiet my brain, I need to quiet my brain. Well, I have a question for you. Can you, start, can you stop your heart from beating? Try it. Go ahead and stop. Just try it, please. I'll wait. No, you cannot. So why you would ever try to stop your mind from thinking when meditating, I don't know. It's kind of one of those common sense things, but you've heard people say it. These gurus say, well, you must first meditate, quiet yourself, get in a state of silence. Um, and then you feel like a failure because you can't quiet yourself. Oh, but you can. So the activation we're going to do is going to actually activate your imagination. And I'm going to teach you what I mean when I say meditate. When I, what I do, right? What works for me. When I meditate on a thing. I do this when I meditate on the word of God. 
great revelation comes from meditation. David says, in your law, do I meditate day and night? It doesn't mean that he was rehearsing um, all of the Lord's laws. No. Um, the laws he was meditating on were the promises, the, the, the universal constructs, the promises that God had given him. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But imagination is key, and a lot of people can't visualize it because their right brain is in atrophy, suffocating. And I want you to uh, free yourself from any guilt. If you can't imagine through visualization, then imagine through sound. Because we've all heard somebody tell us, I love you. So when I say, imagine hearing someone tell you, they love you. You will go back to a time where you actually heard it. The brain holds all your memory, the hippocampus. And things that mean the most to us, trauma, trauma or otherwise, are, are embedded there. So if I tell you to imagine a time you heard someone say they got approved, or remember when you were approved for a loan, Remember when someone blessed you with a gift. Remember what you heard. Imagine that. Imagine hearing you are approved. Imagine hearing thank you. Imagine hearing I just love you so much. Imagine hearing you got the job. We'd like to offer you the position. You've heard that before. And if you have trouble with hearing and you never heard these things, then you can always phone a friend. And you can say, um, can you have a pretend conversation with me? Can you say to me, you got the job? And it, let it be somebody that you trust and say that you're doing, you know, you're experimenting. Can you say these things to me? Don't even tell them why. Just I'm going to text you something and I'm going to call you and I need you to say them to me out loud. And then that'll be registered in your brain and it will help with your imagining. So when you can imagine yourself in the car you want, in the outfit you want, with the hairstyle you want, with the person that you want, with um, uh, engaging in conversation the way you want. Like, let's say you're having an argument with your spouse and you just want peace. You can imagine peace. This is the same as visualizing. If you can imagine it, you're, com- you're living from the state of the end. The end result. Imagination is so vital to manifesting. Imagine getting an email from a customer saying they want your business. They accept the proposal. Imagine hearing or seeing orders come into your store. Imagine what the bank account will look like. Google image a bank or an ATM um, slip. And then use that in your imagination. Just stare at the picture for a while. And then hold your hand out in front of you. And imagine your hand holding the ticket. And then you can say your decree. Your affirming words. I'm so, isn't it wonderful? I have 30000 in my account. Isn't it wonderful? I have 30000 in my account. And imagine your hand holding it. That's so very powerful and so very necessary. So 
That's part one of the activation. We're gonna I'm gonna take you through balancing breath so that you can thicken your corpus callosum and take your right brain out of atrophy. So what you're gonna do is, and what I love about this technique is you kind of you actually find out how not in tune you are with your body. Um, when I first did this, my I didn't even know that my left side, of my left nostril was um, stuffed up because I was go go go. And I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't breathe out of my nose and breathe in my nose is stuffed up. The good news is that that goes away, but you're only breathing in and out of your nose. You're inhaling and exhaling from your nose, right? So you're going to start by using your thumb and the finger right next to your pinky. It's going to feel uncomfortable. I don't even know what that finger is called. Is that your ring finger? Yeah. Is it my ring finger? Yep, it's your ring finger. <laughs> Sorry. So you're going to use your thumb and your ring finger. You're going to place your ring finger on your um, left nostril. And you're going to in. You're gonna exhale. Exhale, sorry. Exhale out of your right nostril. So push all the air out. Now inhale from your right nostril. Take a deep, deep breath, and then you're going to switch to where your thumb is now on your right nostril, and you're going to exhale out of your left. Push, just let the just let the air flow out out of your left. Inhale your left. Switch fingers. Exhale out of your right. And if you're confused by the fingers, don't worry about it. Just take your two pointers. Inhale, exhale out of one nostril, switch fingers. I mean, close the other nostril, exhale, inhale out of the other. And there are uh, videos on it. It's the balancing breath. Um, it's called balancing breath. There's this redhead lady that does it. She's amazing. I forget her name, but she's awesome. It's who I learned it from. But you want to do five minutes of that. Um, you are going to imagine your lungs filling up with all kinds of air and then exhaling. And if you really want to make it more powerful, when you exhale, imagine shooting out light from the middle of your forehead. Inha when you inhale, imagine light going up the base of your spine all the way up to your head. And then when you exhale, the light coming out. It's really going to be amazing. And what you'll find is the thoughts will drift off. So you're you're going to be worried about whether you're doing it right or not. You're going to be like, oh my God, oh my God. And then you're going to relax. You're going to flow. And by the end, you will have realized that you've quieted yourself. And then affirm, isn't it wonderful? Then do your affirmation. And while you're saying, isn't it wonderful, whatever is happening, cue your imagination. If you really want to make them more powerful, say the affirmations inside your head. Because you will be in a state akin to sleep. And I'll do a podcast episode about that in second season. We're going to go deeper. There are tons of ways to make the 
manifesting process more powerful, but we stick with the basics, right? We're talking about 101. So I'm going to cover the basics first and then we'll, we'll build on top of that, right? I want you to have an amazing day. I think you're amazing. I think you're awesome. I think you're wonderful. And I can't wait to rejoice with you um, when what you are expecting shows up because it's already on its way to you, right? You are a manifesting monster. You do it with ease. As Sammy Ingram says, I think she says she's a manifesting machine. Sorry, I say monster. So you are a manifesting monster. You're amazing. And I can't wait. Um, If you are seeing some differences, right? You want to share a testimony, you have any frustrations, you have any questions, or you have topics that you want me to cover on the podcast, you can leave me a message at info at KimberlyFinton.com or you can leave a message on the Anchor app and I will totally get it. Shout out to Jennifer Dumas who shared her testimony about um, using techniques and manifesting the same day, using the techniques that she heard on the podcast and manifesting the same day is super, super awesome. I'm going to see if I can find a way to play those messages, um, but I don't want to play any of them on the episode without getting permission um, from the people who leave them. So shout out to Jennifer Dumas and keep on manifesting. She's a manifesting monster. Um, Shout out to all of my listeners and all of the countries that you're listening from. I can't um, thank you enough. Thank you for spending the time with me. You are watching me manifest or listening to me manifest right in front of your very years. How about that? I'll see you guys later. Two more episodes until the end of the season. It's exciting. Thank you for joining Manifesting 101, the podcast. Your words are shaped by your thoughts. And the thoughts that shape your words are the words that are inspired that shape your world. And we want your world to look like what you deserve.